Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active. I'm Rez, your host, and I'm back for another episode. Winston-Salem got a blizzard this weekend, and I'm snowed in. The rest of the gang is snowed out. But luckily, I had a guest this weekend, my best friend from Florida came to visit. (laughs) Well, she's visiting from Florida. Um, Basically, we got 8 to 12 inches here in Winston-Salem. So we're, we're stuck. And... We wanted everybody to be here for the episode, but since it's a blizzard outside, nobody can be here. But my good friend Tiffany is here. She traveled a long way to be with her bestie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was going to be a guest on the show anyway, so... I mean, let's just do it. So it's just going to be me and Tiffany. Oh, let's do it. This episode. So... (laughs) You want to say hi to the people? Hi, people. Yay. I want it. It's me. Yay. So this is the gray area. Tiffany, you listen to the show, right? I sure do. So she's a faithful listener. She's been day one, A1. Outside of our friendship, she supports me in everything that we do. Of course. That's my sis. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tiffany, do you remember when we met? I sure do. If I remember properly, we met in the eighth grade in some kind of class. Some kind of class like that. I think, guys, do you remember Homeroom? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) if you guys can think back that far, because we're both in our late 20s. So, middle school, we were about what? Like 12, 13? Something like that. So, we're about 12 or 13. So, We've been in this shit for a long time, and I can honestly say that Tiffany is my long, my longest friendship outside of my sister, but she's the longest friend I've ever had. Mm, 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 mm. That's my bit. Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep cursing like that. Yeah. Therese and I have been through a whole heap. We've been friends for a long time, and I don't like nobody. So for us to still be friends after like 12 years, that's crazy. 12, it's 12 plus. We're old. So it started in middle school. Homeroom. Do you remember uh, what we our favorite? What we bonded over? I got you. I got you. Yeah. it was Chingy. That it was. <laughs> <laughs> right there. So if you guys can think back to when Chingy right there came out, I think I noticed Tiffany playing it from her her <laughs> CD, CD set, <laughs> and I was probably like, "Yeah, I like that," because I'm. I I know you guys can tell I'm the one that's more outgoing. I can talk to anybody. I'm always I've always been this way. So I had to approach Tiffany because I'm not. She <laughs> I am not, and I'm still not. She so. wasn't really giving off those vibes that she wanted to be approached. But me being me, I don't waste no time. <laughs> and I think the conversation went a little like, "Yo, you like Chingy? Yeah, yeah, I do. How about you? You like Chingy? Yeah, I love him. He's he's cute too." The ain't he though? <laughs> and that's all it took. And then from there, friendship started. And here we are. So, Tiffany had very special requests yeah. for this being her first time on TA. She wanted us to play Two Truths and a Lie. And as you guys can imagine, being friends for so long, we pretty much know everything. So, I am so ready to hear 
<laughs> what you have to say for your two truths and a lie. Okay, so who's going to go first, me or you? I can go first. Okay, yeah. So Wait, okay, so wait, before you do it, because I want to have the rules clear like last time. Are you going to say all three of yours, I'm going to guess, or... You're going to say your three, then I say my three, and then we guess. Like, how is that? So I'm going to say my three. Okay. And then you guess. Okay. And then you're going to say your three, and I guess. Okay. All right. So two truths and a lie from Rez. All right. The first one is I enjoy watching gay male porn. The second one is I hate kissing. The third one is I've had three boyfriends in my entire lifetime. You enjoy gay male porn. Yes. And you do not like kissing. Nope. And you only had three boyfriends. Yep, those are all three of them. Go ahead and think long and hard. That I'm going to. I mean, because we're best friends, so you know this. This must be easy. It feels like... There's an obvious answer, but then again, I feel like, wait a second. Like, <laughs> so we're not going to do that. We're just going to one more. <laughs> I think we need the the, the uh, playback. <laughs> okay. D- yeah. Do you know what's some Jeopardy on me? Okay. Um, okay. All right. What do you think? Um, I'm going to go with B, you hate. Kissing. So you think that's my lie? Because I feel like if it's a good, yeah. Because I feel like if it's a good kiss, I'm like I've seen you suck face. I've hmm. seen you interesting seen a good lip suck. Because I feel like you've seen a lip suck for I me. I feel like I've seen a lip suck. I feel like I've seen it because that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> I do not I enjoy. Really don't feel like you enjoy gay male porn, but like the lips, like it, I mean, this could be many moons ago. So I like gay porn, just not gay male porn. Yeah, I didn't feel like that. Was, yeah, that so was that it, I'm not gonna lie, that's the lie. Okay, all right. What are your three? Well, womp. I that felt like the obvious one. Okay, whatever. I should went with my gut, but we'll take that. Okay, <clears throat> I once went on a lunch date with Santa Claus. Let's say Santa Claus. That's perfect for the holiday season. That's what I thought. That's why I went with it. Thank you. Um, I own anal beads. Okay. Okay. And I've had sex in a parking garage. I'm going to go with the anal beads one. Okay. You think the lie is I've had anal beads? Yes. Uh, oh. That is actually true. And we'll probably dig into that a little bit later. Okay. I, I want to hear more about beads. that. Yeah. Uh, not at this moment, though. Uh, do you have a second guess? So your second one would be that you had sex in a parking garage. I have also had sex in a parking no, garage. No, no, no. You did have a date with Santa, though. I did, but it wasn't for lunch. We had dinner. Nigga. Uh, you know, sometimes you got to spice it up. Whatever. So you tried to switch it up on me. I just thought, you know. You but gotta... you did have a date with Santa. I did. You we know how to sure listen. <laughs> you know how to listen all the way. You got to do details. I'm all about, like, the small details. So that's what it is. That was a tricky one. Yeah. That was mean. And I feel like that was cute, though. I did go out with a Santa. That was, you know, tell me more about Santa. Because I'm... how? <laughs> he was digging what I was putting down. As uh, as I was serving tables at a restaurant once, and uh, he came in, he liked what he saw, and uh, then he continued to come in. Now, uh, when you say Santa, Santa, I'm picturing white man, rosy cheeks, white beard, you're, big big belly. You're picturing accurately. So white this, man, rosy cheeks, 
white beard, big belly. Red red shirt gave out candy canes to the ladies when he came into the restaurant. I think we might have to drop a picture for it. I have a photo, so if you want, I would, I would his eyes. <laughs> if you think that I didn't snap a take a snap on this date, then you're. Absolutely, I need you to send that to me. I will. I'll drop, yeah, drop that. that to me. That I will. So tell us a little bit more about you. Okay. So we met. I met Tiffany in Delaware. We. Went to the same middle school. We went to the same high school. And then our like we started separating when we both went off to college. So what was that like for you? Because I didn't get to go to the same college as you. I know. I feel like we had like a kind of similar college experience, but we were doing them in separate places. So I went to Delaware State University, the first go-around that we're talking about. Shout out to the Hornets. Didn't do shit there. Was a good time, though. Was a real good time. Um... Then I took a little breaky break. I came back on home and I kicked it with my parents for a little while. Hmm. Uh, yeah, sounds that, sounds familiar. Yeah, we go. Okay, yeah, wouldn't do much there. Then I decided uh, I started serving, was waitressing it up, making some money. Then along the lines, I figured out what I wanted to do. So then, as everybody else in Delaware, I went to Wilmington University. Uh, <laughs> and That's a great school. <laughs> I'm not. I love Wilmu. It shaped. It shaped so much for me, and like I got here based off of that. So I'm extremely happy about the place I'm in currently. But I went to Wilmu, uh, made some really great decisions while I was there. I got my degree in HR, uh, 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 HR management. <laughs> okay, and then I ended up joining AmeriCorps, which is like Domestic Peace Corps because I love service, you know, to flood the kids, and I love helping. So I ended up uh, joining AmeriCorps and moving to Florida. That was a really big step. It was a big, scary ass step, actually, and I know you know because you left me uh a month before <laughs> you left me a month before and before i knew i was going to move so i knew i wanted to move i didn't know how that was going to manifest itself or what that was going to look like and i didn't know when or how and i knew that you were leaving and i was like i really don't want to stay here like, <laughs> like it's really much. guys it's not much in delaware if you could picture first of all delaware is two hours long if that so just picture that i mean if you drive it right about an hour a hot yeah hot two hours hour 30 um we spent most of our time in the northern part of delaware so that's a bit about 45 minute stretch so that was our stumping grounds that's all we had so of course we wanted some ranch out so your experience in florida you ended up getting a job with the americorps and you continued your journey yeah what's the dating pool like in florida because i heard shallow <laughs> shallow there's, no, there's nothing going on really there is nothing going on for florida and no disrespect to anybody who's from florida or whatever but those niggas is weird and uh so are the women oh <laughs> i'm sorry i mean no disrespect to florida but yeah, charlamagne says it he says that All you know florida, are in florida are and from florida and it's true you have to pick through it so Last episode, we talked about being an independent woman in Dayton. I personally didn't think that men weren't attracted to independent women. But after listening to it and having a conversation and reflecting with my closest girlfriends, I realized that you were one of the women who I know is very independent, very strong-minded, you have your own shit going on. You know what you want to do. Very determined. Did you find yourself having a hard time? Yes. 
Yes. Finding yes, somebody? And yes, more and yes. Um, I feel like, and uh, I can completely relate to Simi because I know how much she's got going on and being and doing so much and feeling like knowing what you bring to the table and then feeling like if you're not bringing the same or more, I'm not wasting my time. And so many people aren't bringing the same or more. They're bringing less. They're looking at you like, damn, I want to eat off your plate too because I see you've got so much going on. Or they don't approach you because they're intimidated by it. And I don't even feel like I'm an intimidating kind of person. Like being a dark-skinned black woman, people usually don't want to talk to you anyway. But like on a good day, I'm bubbly, you know, on the right spot, you know, out with a drink in my hand. I want to come talk to me, but I don't feel like too many people approach me, not in person. So I feel, uh, I feel like I was doing a lot more online dating. Like I decided to get a Bumble when I moved to Florida. A Bumble? It's, you wait a minute. <laughs> Bumble? Oh, cause what's Bumble? Bumble is a dating. Oh, can we? Can hey we Siri. Ask Siri? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what you do is you gotta say "Hey Siri" and ask her the question. Hey Siri, what's Bumble? Bumble is a dating application that facilitates communication between interested users. In context to what Tiffany is referring, in heterosexual matches, only female users can make the first contact with matched male users. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, And I actually originally got it for Bumble BFF because, like you said, I don't like nobody. And I'm not, like, one to talk to people. But I was getting kind of lonely. And I was like, well, let me meet some, like, girls. Maybe I'll find someone, like, just to hang out with. They, like, they get a drink, talk shit, you know. I wanted some friends. So I originally got it for the BFF uh, option. And I met a few girls from that. And then I was like, well, you know, let's give uh, let's give the regular Bumble, the dating portion, a try. And I did. And that was really interesting. Very, very interesting. So is... Bumble, like the app where you swipe left, swipe right, is yeah. that kind of like the same thing? It's like that. I think Tinder's like that. I don't know sh- nothing about Tinder, but uh, Bumble, the girl has to make the connection. Like, the girl has to talk to the guy first. So, like, if we match each other, I have to say something. If I don't say anything, then, like, there's no conversation. The guys cannot talk to you first. Which, okay. Which I appreciate, like, because I had a POF, which is the deplorables of the earth, and nothing but trash <laughs> was flooding my inbox, like... Yeah, so I was like, POF is gross. I've heard a disgusting. lot of bad things about POF, and they're all true. So, wow, heard, it's true. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for a big dick in the SDD, swing by POF, but that's all you're gonna get. That's all you're gonna get. I don't. <laughs> There's nothing more over there. So, no, thank you. So, Bumble was a lot better. You met some good girlfriends, and well, they, were okay. they were okay. They were okay. You know, these girls might listen, right? They were okay. Oh, okay, so you met some friends. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of guys were you meeting on Bumble, though? Is that, like, quality? Because I feel like you said POF is big dicks and STDs. Yeah. And Tinder, you haven't been there. But Bumble is, like, you got some... You met somebody over there. Bumble... What, Bumble was okay in my experience. I had, like... I got... I actually, I got actual dates from Bumble. I feel like POF was just straight up Netflix and chill. That's what you're going to find. But I got actual, let's go out and do things from Bumble. So, I mean, those were trash too. But that was like, you had to get, you had to peel through the layers to find the trash. Like, it wasn't just immediate on top trash. Like, this is so interesting for me to hear, especially because I've been in this relationship for three years and getting married soon. Oh, yeah, my <laughs> girl's getting married. I'm so excited about that, by the way. I just need y'all to know. I'm so happy that my best friend's getting married. So you, the dates, 
Yeah. I want to hear about the worst date that you've been on. Oh, man. I don't know. The worst date that I've been on? Because, you know, (laughs) there's just so many ways for a date to go wrong. Oh, oh, damn. The worst date I've ever been on has nothing to do with Bumble. It has nothing to do with anything, but I'd love to tell that story just about my worst dating because dating is so hard in these in in this current time being single in 2018. I feel like dating is so hard. But the worst date I'd ever been on, someone who was trying to date, like, go out with me for a while. And I was not, I wasn't really interested in it. Like, no. But he wore me down, you know. After a while, I'll take this free meal. Sure. Okay, why not? So he was like, okay, I'm going to pick you up. Uh, Just be ready and dressed and we'll go out. And I'm like, okay, so where are we going? So I have, like, an idea of what to put on. He said, you know, just get dressed. It doesn't matter. Huh. Okay. That's uh, not sweat, much. Sweatpants and a t-shirt it is because we're going to go play basketball. Basketball. I don't know what we're doing. So, all right. So he comes and he picks me up um, and he has somebody else in his car. Hmm. And I was like, that's, who's that? And he's like, I have to go, I have to drop him off. Don't worry about that. I said, I said, okay, okay, whatever. So then we uh, dropped his friend off. He was in like the reserves or some kind of army something. I don't know. Fuck if I know. But he did something. He was all he could be two weekends out the month. So he was doing that. So he was coming back. We dropped off his friend. And I figured he was going to change into some like some street gear, a pair of jeans and some sneakers, but he stayed in his like fatigue whatevers. Okay, whatever. He's proud. Sure. Makes sense. I don't give a damn. Sure, right? So we drive off. Maybe we're going to get that discount. I can see where you're going with Mm -hmm. that. I can figure that. So we drive and we're going to Philly and we drive and we end up driving to Philly. And I said, okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, He gets like a phone call. So he spends most of the ride like on the phone talking to somebody. But like he's talking like business. It was like for work. So I was like, okay, well. Okay, I can kind of get that. So then at some point in time, like, he pulls over and has, like, a 15-minute conversation. And it doesn't sound like his boss is happy. I don't know why it was on speakerphone. So I, it didn't sound like he was doing his job properly. So but. you guys spent 45 minutes in the car, 15 of them with him on the phone, or was it more like it, 30? It was, like, 30. Okay. 30 of the 45, he was on the phone. Strike one. Yeah. So well, actually, rewind. Strike one was him showing up with his homeboy. Yeah. I okay. Strike two was the 30 minutes on the phone. Yeah, all right. Go. Okay. I was like, but you know, whatever. Here we are. Then he gets off the phone and he turns to me and he says, So, where do you want to go eat? Sir, you picked me up. And, <laughs> and when I asked where we was going, you told me, Don't worry about it. You said, Just be dressed. And now here we are in a different city that I'm not from. These ain't my streets. So, here we are. Here we are. Okay. Where do I want to eat? Uh, okay, cool. So, uh, and luckily, Miss Tootsie's is my go-to for Philly. And I love, you know, I love that fried chicken. So I was like, let's go to Miss Tootsie's. So close, luckily, it was close. We went to Miss Tootsie's. We get there, and, like, he has braces. So he goes and he brushes his teeth. And while he's brushing his teeth, I'm just sitting there thinking, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go home. And I was like, well, let's, let's chip her up. Let's put a good attitude on. It'll be okay. He comes back. He just talks about himself. He's just so much of an asshole. He's just said so many things that, like, oh, you're drying me up. There's no, you're just drying me <laughs> no, up with this conversation. A, no moisture at Nothing all. at all. And the thing about it is like for Delaware, you know, Delaware is not that big. Like he's, he was pretty well known. Like I had heard some things like from other people, like he was kind of popping, like, okay, where? I was really confused by it. I was like, where? You're lame as hell. Okay, whatever. So we ended up finishing the the meal. There were some points that I didn't hate. He had like, we could have a conversation and that's kind of hard to find these days. Someone who actually talked. 
Uh, so once we wrapped the dinner up, we were in the car, and he was just like, I don't know, he's like putting the moves on me. So like my <laughs> idea, <laughs> my idea is if you're so popping, you got to have a big dick. Like I don't, and call me what you want, but like that's my idea. So I was like, well, maybe that's what, I'll, maybe all this arrogance is because there's there's a dick in there. So, so he was giving BDA. Yeah, but not really because hmm. There was, a lot, there was a lot of insecurities that were shining through. There was a lot of insecurities that were shining on through. So I was like, okay, whatever. So, like, somehow, some way, like, he talks me into, like, like, why don't you just come kick it with me? Like, come back to the hotel. And I was like, you know what? I want my car. I was like, if you, go take me to my car, and I'll, I'll come kick it with you for a little bit. I don't got work in the morning. So um, I didn't say anything. I just said, I'll come kick it with you. So I go get my car, and I give it a few. I look myself in the mirror, and I was kind of like, are you really going to go over there? I was like, I don't got nothing better to do. I guess we'll just go over. So. I go to the I meet him at the hotel and mind you it was a red roof in and that's when I should have turned the car back around the thing about the red roof in is that it's one way in one way out and I don't like that I I didn't know any better I'd never been to a red roof in Mm -hmm. so like I should have turned the car around but I didn't and I met him in the red roof in uh we went up we went upstairs we went to I went to the room I met him and um he was into it he was like you know let's let's do this thing and I was like you know let's I guess so. And mind you, like, I've known him for a while. It wasn't just, like, I'd been declining Yeah, you said he was while. beating you down. But, like, I was like, okay, fine. And, like, we were, like, kind of, like, friendly for a while, too. So it wasn't, like, he was a stranger. So I was like, okay. And when I say it was the worst, the worst experience I've ever had, it was the worst. And when I say when it was all done, that it was the, I don't know. Okay, I don't want to, I don't even know if I should really say this out loud. What? You, I mean, you didn't say his name. Yeah, I mean, like, it lasted all of maybe two and a half minutes, and it was the most cum I've ever seen in my life. Like, he took off the condom, and he came on my back, and it was the most fucking cum I'd ever seen in my life, and I was just so pissed. I was just so <laughs> pissed. I said, just, like, just clean me the fuck up. That's pretty bad. Yeah. That's- I was like, clean me the fuck up. And then when I got dressed and I was ready to go home, he asked me where I was going. You're not staying the night? No. No. No, I'm not. So he didn't walk me to the door. So he gave you a hot two and was mad and the you cold shoulder. staying. Yeah. And then he didn't walk me to the door. And I was like, bye. And I left. <laughs> that's pretty bad. I think that's the worst date I've ever been on. And that was my own fault. And it was all my own fault. So I can't, I'm not even mad. It was, it was me. I could have bought my own damn meal. You could have, but... I handled it myself. You were trying to explore. That I was. I was trying to be open. I I hear I'm not open. So I was trying to be open. Actually, you're you're plenty open. I mean, for you to keep going and keep trying to date. Oh, yeah. And I've had some real shitty experiences. Stuff like that makes it kind of hard. And I know some of your stories with men... In general. And the history. Yeah. So it's hard. But you're all here. Yeah, we out here. That's and okay. you made it to the to the promised land. That we have. But the journey there wasn't no crystal stair. <laughs> you could talk about it, sis. That's major facts. I mean, it did kind of change moving to Florida. I felt like it was real different from dating in my mama's house to living on my own. I bills on my own, like everything being on me and feeling like, well, if you don't have certain criteria, I'm not wasting my time. And I feel like nobody has a car, no one's got a job, that's not paying minimum wage, everyone's got tattoos on their face, multiple kids, 
and also with baby mamas. Do they have what? Were, what are the men like in Florida? The black men, I feel like they're not doing much. And I don't know if I'm not going to the right places. I'm not even like a club person, but they're not doing much. And then the ones who are doing, feeling like they're God's gift to earth. And I've never been here for the attitude. So, like. Bitch, be humble. It's not that serious. You sound like you're kind of fed up with black men. I'm <laughs> like, I'm but not, that whole statement sounds like bye, I'm, niggas. I'm not fed up with black men. I was just, I'm tired. I mean, I'm just tired. Tired to the tired. point that sometimes you gotta. You've tiptoed outside you, of the black door. Sometimes you got to. So I feel like, and I never saw that for myself. I am. Very wait a minute. Myself. Wait. Wait. You never saw what for yourself? I never saw me dating white men. White. Or hopping plural. The- so, oh, okay. All right. I need to unpack <laughs> <even> this. <laughs> okay. So you've never seen this for yourself? No. Because I love black men. I mean, I'm tired of them, but I love black men. So, <laughs> how though? Like, Bumble. Bumble. I mean, I would get looks from white men, like older white men being in Florida, but you know, whatever, it's a black girl. But like, on accidentally, I had swiped right on like some white guy and we matched. And I was like, Barrow? I had him with a Scooby-Doo. I was very confused. I was like, who, me? And so then I continued to like swipe on white men that like I thought were kind of cute. You know, David Beckham's hot. So I could get with a couple white guys. Like, okay. Whatever, let's try. And I was matching with a lot of them. And I was like, I was really shocked by it. And I was like, you know, well, well why not? Well, yeah. So the first, because you said men. So the first white man, the first time you stepped outside of your race, what was that like? I feel like I have so many questions about this because <laughs> I, me personally, I've never dated outside, outside of my race. I've always been with black men. Not even, I can't even say I've been with a Hispanic man. Like, and so how do we define date to like... So you guys talked for a little bit. You guys may have been out to eat or hung out somewhere. Okay. I feel like I've dated three white men. So so we'll touch briefly on the three white experiences that I've had. Um, But like, and they all varied in length and like severity, like degree of like how serious we were. So the first white guy I dated, <laughs> I'm gonna say I dated. He came from Bumble. Okay, and we'll call him GTL. What was what were his whole facts? He was from like Utah or some shit, something really white. I've never met anybody from Utah. He was from someplace I'd never, whatever. He was like real big. He reminded me of like a juice head from Jersey Shore. Like he had a really big, like he was really bulky. That's why I call him GTL. Like okay. he probably worked out a lot. Like he was like in construction. He had a great job. He drove a truck, like a flatbed truck, like okay. the whole thing. He was white. His jeans were tight. He wore boots. With everything. Yeah. In Florida. Yeah, in Florida. So like, he was cute. He was really he cute, cute actually. Yeah, he was cute. He was cool. Uh, we went out and had drinks. We had a really cute date. We had a really cute date. And it wasn't even like he was like, well, let's just hang out at my place. He wanted to take me out. He wanted us to go do something and get to know each other. We ended up at a bar having wings and beer, fries and whatnot. Uh, and then he took me, then like he walked me to my car, kissed me with his no lips. And it was, uh, and then called it a date. At this point, did you feel like you could possibly do this? Um, or were the- you still concerned about certain things? Like, what was the conversation like at the table? It was so 
do you typically date black girls or is this like a like what's like what's your deal? Because I always worry about being like fetishized. I think that plays a part into me not wanting to talk to white men because I feel like it's just something to say like, "Ooh, I fucked a black girl," or like, and especially like, I have a fear of like being a dark skinned black girl, like the slave master kind of dynamic. Like that's what's going on in your head. So well, mm, that you know, fear is real. That's like a thing, and I don't want. No, thank you. But I didn't get any of those kind of like vibes from him. The conversation felt very he liked women of color and so he knew about the culture yeah well sure kind of but like i don't think so but i felt like he would maybe okay yes so on a level of i know you need to put your headscarf on to why are you using lotion where was he more towards the headscarf more like here's your head wrap babe i don't want you to fuck your hair up got it definitely i just i've never been attracted to white men it's just not my preference and i feel like they've been attracted to me but i always am like look Josh, we're just going to continue to play and we can talk and be friends, but that's it. I feel like I've had white men who have a fade and tattoos kind of like are interested in me. And Joe had a fade. Like you might have been from Utah, but when you came down to Florida, he put on some like soca or reggae for me at some point in time. And I felt like that was just in your that was just in your repertoire. Like you just had that. So I think that like he was kind of down-ish, but he was still very white. So it's like hard to explain. But the second white guy, oh he was white white. Like oh. <laughs> so I'm picturing give me his whole facts. I'm picturing okay. white man comb over, not even comb over, but like you know how they have that haircut where it's like hair. And it's like hair. You know, like just hair, like not Really shaped up, but just there and slender, maybe. Okay, he. We're gonna call him Coconut Smile. Okay, that's what he was into, like most white men. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, Coke. Yeah, we're gonna. Okay, got it. <laughs> Not that he ever told me that, but his pupils were always dilated. You like, know, that's funny. We have an episode about our visit to New York called "Dilated Pupils and." Yeah, I was just going to say, so there's a lot of dialogue. I was like, every time? You're, I, not that big. Not that big every time. I'm confused, but okay. And he was going through some shit, so I'm pretty sure, like... Where'd you meet him at? I met him at a bar, actually. So I met him in real life. Uh, I was out having drinks with a girlfriend. Damn, and it's a shame we have to say real life like isn't that. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how, like, I didn't meet him on IG. He didn't, like, start following Sliding your DM. Like, no, not at all. My DM's dry. <laughs> Ain't nothing going on on my on my on my socials, but uh, we met at a bar, and I was actually talking to his white friend, and it's like I thought he was interested in me. We were just kind of kicking it and talking, and then like his friend got up and walked outside, and he swooped in, and he just had like jokes. He was just giving me a lot of jokes, and he was like really confident. And it wasn't that I was like attracted to him. I didn't think anything of it until he asked me for my number, hmm. and I was like, um. Oh, yeah, I was like, okay, sure. So you, so you slid him the math real so nice. Like, here sure you go, did. boo. There it was. He's gonna call me up. And then he, uh, and then he was like, well, let me walk you to your car because I was going to another party in uh, another side of town. So it was like, you know, when you get back, if it's not too late, I'd like to. Being a socialite, honey, I've been trying. You know, you can't just be in, in the room by yourself all the time, especially in a new place. So, like, I forced myself to go out. So that's it. Uh, I was like, okay. He said, I'll cook you dinner. I'll, I'll make you. I'll cook for you. Hmm. Will you free meal? I'll be back. So I slid to the other party and then came back and I met him at his place, which is probably really scary and sketchy now that I think about it. But that know, is scary. I need I, to talk to you more about how yeah, I keep the blade on tuck and the mace as well. Okay. It ain't sweet in these streets. So don't even think that. <laughs> Shit's not sweet. So I'm not even worried. 
right about that. And he was slender. You were right. He was slender. He was. He had like strawberry blonde hair. It was like really strawberry cute. blonde like is strawberry the whitest blonde. thing I've ever. Isn't heard. it? Yeah, it pretty much is. His eyes were like grayish, kind of like grayish bluish. But he was like, he wasn't. And he was older too. He was like in his uh, like mid thirties. He was. But like a like an activist, he worked with the people. Like he wasn't like you know, a upper middle class white man. No, he was a he was barely getting by. He was creeping. So, so. was Coke in a smile? <laughs> he was so. It sounded so like sweet. he had potential. Oh, he was so sweet. I really enjoyed him. But he was uh, getting out of a relationship, a fiance. What? He was also black, Haitian. So uh, he was also familiar with the, the headscarf. So he was headscarf. He was headscarf, yeah. And he was the best head I've ever had in my life. Huh. Just throwing that out So there. did he have thin lips too? Absolutely. Or? And I remember saying something to him about it. And he like, he felt kind of bad about it. What me. was the head like? Was it amazing? a lot of tongue? Amazing. I don't know what it was, but it was amazing. Interesting. Best I've ever had in my life. Like, Because I kind of... I almost thought that lips had something to do with I'm here to tell you that it doesn't. Romance. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't. No. Okay. My God. So he was doing something. That he was. And, oh, man. And we talked for a while before we got to the head. It wasn't wasn't that first night. We actually just ate food and listened to records. It was really, really cute. How far did you get with Coke and a Smile? Oh, yeah. We had, yeah. You guys went all the way. That we did. To the point... Where you could see yourself being with him, I, I could have saw, I could see my, I could have seen myself dating him. I don't know if I was gonna bring him home. That was gonna be my next question. Yeah, why though? I mean, you're well. A, there you go. I've met uh, your parents, so I, I know a lot about them. <laughs> Tiffany is West Indian from Guyana, and. I don't know how your family would feel about that. I don't think Marilyn, Marilyn was going to have it. I don't think that she was going to be with it. Not with the shits. He was a little on the sketchy side. I don't, like, if Joe and I had ever been anything, maybe they might have been a little more receptive to Joe because he had his shit together. This man by no means had his shit together. Okay, like, so it wasn't even about race. It was just about where he was at in life. I think it's a combination. I think my parents are much more like, what are you doing for yourself? Can you provide? Can you take care of her? And then I think race would have also played a factor. But... You not doing shit would have trumped everything else. So like, and plus you're white. So bye. Like, okay. I think that I think I could have got a little bit more rap if you were doing something and you were white. Could you see yourself being with a white man? Though? I don't think so. Like, I don't think I could see myself marrying a white man. I think that I was. I at the time you were open to. I it. think yeah. I think at the time. And even like, I, well, we still have to go through my third dating experience. Okay, right all now, right, but like, and then we'll we'll come back to and this. then we'll come back to like move forward movement. But yeah, that was Coconut Smile. He was sweet, but he was not over his ex, and so that ended. He was not over his ex. I mean, was like, being engaged, and he and he clearly had a problem, so it ended. <laughs> being <laughs> engaged is serious. I can't yeah. imagine jumping back into dating after being engaged and breaking up from that engagement. Yeah. So I completely understood he was in a shitty place. He was very open and honest about it, too. And that was something I found in white men that I have not seen in black men. The level of like, communication and uh, what's emotional yeah, like awareness, a, emotional intelligence and vulnerability that he showed me in like the short amount of time that we were talking. Like that would have taken me months to get out of a black man if we were talking like him just saying, I'm not over my ex. I'm still working through this. I'm like 
probably medicate. I'm like, I'm medicating myself in a way that's probably not healthy. I wasn't dealing with it. I want to deal with it. Like he was very open and honest in that. And I could do nothing but respect it. Yeah. Take care of yourself. I understand. So you guys left on good terms. I know. I don't, I don't know how good it was. I think uh, he, he said this after the fact, after saying that he was okay. So like, not that he was okay. Like I knew, I didn't know the depths of it. So I felt like if you knew this, you should never, there were certain things we never should have done. And like, when I talked to you and I asked you about it, you were like, no, it's great. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like he was being honest completely, but then what can you expect? So like, I left feeling okay. But like, there's still a little twinge in me that's like, mm. All right. So they say third time's a charm. <sighs> that is what they say. And this was the longest experience I had. And <laughs> we're going to call him Dusty Bottoms. Okay. And I think. <laughs> I can't wait to hear why. I'm intrigued by Dusty Bottoms. And Dusty Bottoms was older. He was in his 40s. He had himself together. Uh, He owns a really lucrative business. He was very interested in me. Like, just, I don't know if it was, and I think it danced a line of fetish. And I truly like like you. I'm not sure what it was because he had children with a brown woman. So well. I know as well. So I know that he was he liked women of color. But uh he also wanted to treat me real nice. I met him at work, kind of like Santa, but um I served him and we kind of just like we just kind of hit it off. Uh he was in town for business and like he continued to come in town. Okay. Was very giving. Very giving. Was very open. Now when you say giving, like, did he give you flowers? Showed up with roses and, and candy. Um Candles. I did get flowers, uh, but I also got things like Beats headphones. Huh. And I also got... I've seen those headphones. They're very nice, actually. I've also got, like, really expensive dinners and, like... Huh. A pearl necklace. and pearls. That's where you got those pearls from, That I did. Hmm. That I did. Same day I got the flowers. Interesting. No, it was birthday. It's a birthday present. It was very giving. So Dusty Bottoms was treating you right. Dusty Bottoms was treating me real right. Um, what was his communication like? It was open, but it wasn't that honest. What was his mental space like? Oh, he was in a bad space. He was in a real bad space. I think he wasn't anticipating to like me as much as he did. And sometimes people can't handle those emotions because I feel like he had some things going on at home. I don't really know. And I don't feel like he was telling me the whole truth about like... What was going on with his family dynamic? Was he married? He told me that he was not married. He told me that he had children with this woman and that they were not together, that he had proposed to her, but she didn't want to sign a prenup. So, like... Oh, so Dusty Bottoms had money. Dusty Bottoms had dollars. And I don't think that she... I was like, and just a smart woman signed the prenup and lived the good life. What's wrong with you? Just act correctly. That's craziness. But she didn't want to sign the prenup. And uh, so they were just like, not... Like, I don't know. It was like in a gray space. In a gray space, he said they were not together. He kept his telling me that they were not together. That sounds like a lie. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out and, there. Yeah. I like the beats. Um, yeah. But, it was, <laughs> but you like the beats. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what to say. I, yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to say about that. But like. So his mental was foggy. It was foggy. Communication was in. Eh. It was eh. He seemed like a liar. Yeah. But he got you nice things. They, but he got me nice things. And But like when he started like to trip, I was like, okay, we got to like take two steps back. Like Tri- Now, okay. So I know what it's like for a black man to trip. How 
do white men trip. Like he was crying and shit. Like real tears, real tears, tissues, like, cry or just like one two drop. Like, Sobbing. Like, he would drink a lot of whiskey, and I think that induced the crying. Like, he was a drinker. Self-medicating, once again. I love broken people. Broken people love me. I don't know what that's about. but uh, We'll get into that later. That we will. But um, he was, like, just crying, and nobody wants me for me. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, know. if you introduce yourself with beat headphones <laughs> and expensive things, how am I going to... Okay. And, I, and not giving me the full scope and the full picture, when I... When I look at your, when I looked and I looked at your IG, there was a lot of there was a lot of pics with that brown woman hmm. that you weren't with. So. Sounds like a lie. So how did he get the name Dusty Bottoms? Because white people don't use washcloths, and that's where I think I drew the line at, with dating white men. So <laughs> Dusty Bottoms, excuse me, white people, maybe just white men. I don't know about white women, but white people do not use washcloths, and I and I don't like it. So we were. Staying at a hotel because he at a very nice hotel actually because he liked to travel. He liked to travel, and he was like, "You know, you're free to travel with me if you'd like." And I was like, "Okay, well, sure." Um, I love charging stuff to the room and chilling by the pool. Okay, yeah, of course, room service. Here we go. So, um, yeah, I was like, "Okay, well, let me." I got to the room. Like, let me hop into the shower. I need to get. I need to get dressed. And I walk into the bathroom. And because he was getting in the, he was getting like dressed in the bedroom. So I guess I was assuming he just got out of the bathroom. So I walk into like the bathroom to get into the shower and I take a look down at the floor. Cause you know, you put like a towel in front of like the, the shower so that you don't get the floor all wet. You I know? think I, I think wanna, I know where this is. You don't want to slip and bust, and, you know, whatever. And when I say I saw a clear, distinct dirt print of a foot on that towel, and so you tell me you got out the shower and that's what your foot looked like when you got out of the shower? I I looked in and I didn't and I didn't see a rack. And I looked at the side where like the towels are and I saw all the washcloths and they were bone dry. Huh. So So I heard a myth the other day. Um listening to one of my favorite podcasts and they said that people of that race get into the shower and they will wash their hair and let the soap run down their body, and that's how they wash up. I want to know what that's cleaning, because that didn't clean the crack of your ass. And I don't. I'm I, confused. I don't know if he washed his hair or not. I don't know. I don't know. What I'm confused as to how there. you get in the shower and your feet are still dirty. dirty. Did he walk around bare feet? Barefoot. There was a lot of barefoot walking. But outside. Out, yeah, outside. And even I like I like to take my socks off every now and again too, but the bottom of my foot doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like that when I get out of the shower. And it, it was black. It was black. It was blacker than me, and I'm chocolate. I am a dark. I'm a dark cocoa brown, and it was black, and I was upset. I was like, I don't think that. I don't think this can continue. So safe to say, your experiences after that. I was like, no, thank you. You were over. I was over it. I'm over it. I'm good. I'm good. I. There were things that I enjoyed about dating white men. They all, well, and then it comes back like the fetishizing thing, like how much like they were very complimentative, I guess, or like they were very complimentary, like always trying to make a bitch feel they good. Used, and did shit. they, did but they use the chocolate? Like, no one called me like a chocolate, like a Nubian goddess or any shit like that. I mean, oh, Tom. <coughs> 
Dusty Bottoms. Dusty Bottoms did. He did go the Nubian route once. And he wanted to fucking, like, touch my braids and shit. He wanted to put my braids up in a bun or, like, a ponytail once. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, he wanted to go, to, like, to the hair salon with me. He said, I've always wanted to go. Like, why? Do you go to the hair salon with any other bitch? Why do you want to go with me? Like, no. Absolutely, no. He was trying to see your real hair. I was. That's what that was. This is my real hair. <laughs> so I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So I don't, I'm okay. Wait. Listen, the day world is crazy. And, um, and his, the head was cool too. Yeah. So we didn't touch on that. What are like, what are their, oh, I had a dick like a black guy. If you were thinking like, wait a minute, you said, but you know what? That's, oh, snap. We're gonna, we're gonna bleep that out. Yeah. So (laughs) GTL? GTL had had a, Fairly decent sized penis because I fucked a lot of black guys who had small dicks too. So I don't want anyone out there thinking that all black men are swinging. They're Is not. it really pink? That it was. It was a real pink tip. Are they rough? He was a giver. Like it was way better. That was my first experience with like a white man. And he was really good. He was a giver. It was Do, way better than I thought it was going to be because I had low expectations. But I guess that's what happened when your expectations are low. Do white men smack ass and pull hair? I don't think he wanted to touch my hair. I think he was afraid to touch my hair. I had braids uh, when I was talking to most of them. Um, did smack my ass though. There was a little bit of that talking, like, is mm, girl, damn. <laughs> I don't even watch white porn, so I don't know what but, that's like. I'm trying to get a visual. Is it a lot of kissing? What's different is like body hair. Okay, like that's like. The texture of hair is very different. I, it's soft. It gets, coarse. Gets dry. Slick. It gets slick when like they get moist or like hot. I guess like it was like greasy. Oh, I didn't like the way it felt. It okay. didn't smell bad or anything, but like I didn't like the way it felt. Okay. I I, I know what I I know what I'm used to, and that wasn't it. I used to say a little more coarse. That's fair. Yeah. So I wanted to call the guys up and give them a chance to chime in on this conversation. So we're going to call Nick up and he's going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. So we can get the male perspective too. <laughs> so okay. Nick, what's your first question for Tiffany? Uh, well, just on a surface level, just like what's the best part about interracial dating, would you say? All right. So what is the best part about dating outside of your race? I think the best part about dating outside of my race was the break <laughs> and the opportunity to miss to miss my people. I was like, this was cool, but I want a black man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. All right. What's your next question for her? Uh, what do you think are some of the cons of it? You know, like what it, what are the real kind of sticklers that you notice just from being a part of that. That's a good one. What are the cons about dating outside of your race? I think the cons, and it's really just looking back because hindsight is twenty twenty, is that um, not that it was a waste of time, but that I just didn't see it going anywhere with any of them. Like I didn't see a long term. I didn't really see a future. So why even really do it if you're not, you know, if this isn't going to be something that you want? Why? Um, Taking them home to my parents was a big thing. And like, not even that my parents, my family are the the end all be all, but like I just don't see myself having kids with a white man. I wanna I want 
I want a black family. I want to be with a black man. I want somebody who I don't have to explain about my headscarf. I don't want to have to explain why my parents are the way they are. Also, which kind of piggybacks on like the whole American thing and me wanting to be with somebody West Indian. That's a talk for another time. But it was just too much explanation. There's many things I didn't want to have to go over with white men. I was like, so it's just, it sounds like it's a lot more work. Yeah, more work. But I feel like you could have possibly found somebody that was worth it. But thinking about it as far as the end goal, it doesn't make sense to keep spending time with something that you don't see a finish line for. Yeah, not at all. I didn't. Just like some fun. They were fun. <laughs> so you fetishized white men. <laughs> there you go. I did. Because like they have good credit and they'll treat you nice and take you out and compliment you. Okay. Got it. So what would be your last question for Tiffany? Uh, I would want to know, um, how would you feel about if your children, you know, came to you and asked you about this, what would you tell them? Um, I think my mentality for my daughter is, uh, do that one for us, sis, get yours. You know, however we get these reparations back, let's get them. So if I got these meals, if I get these bags, if I get this rent paid, if I get whatever from this white man, we're going to get it. Don't bring that white girl over here. She can be nice. She can be sweet. That's awesome. Nothing wrong with friends. I'm good. Wow. So you're saying your son can't date a white girl? I don't see myself being happy. But then I'm all, I'm really love is love. But then like I really can't see myself. So she would she would probably have a hard time initially, and then maybe you could warm up to her. It's gonna be a whole heap of proving. And I want to know that grandpappy ain't calling my son a nigga. I don't want to have to run up in somebody's mouth. Like, got it. I'm just, you know, there'd be a whole, it'd have to be a whole lot of whole lot of because I'm not with the nonsense. I'm not with this shit. Go get this bag, though. Go get this bag. Got it. All right. That's good. Thanks, Nick. Those were great questions. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah. Nick, we wish you were here. Are you having a good time being Snowden? Uh, yeah, yeah, being fake snowed in. Yeah, yeah cause so. you're out in the streets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. All right. I won't. All right, holla. All right. So this is the time where we normally jump into our final thoughts for the episode. So you, I feel like that kind of was your wrap out because Nick asked a good amount of questions. He asked, you know, the pros, the cons, and would you let your kids do it? Do you have anything else you want to add to that? Um. My final, my final thought would be open to the experience. You know, why shut yourself off? You might find someone that you really love, and you never know what you don't like until you do it. So give it a try if, if, if the opportunity presents itself, but, like, don't, like, go seek it. Because I feel like that's the fetishizing thing we were talking about. Don't seek it. That's true. I learned that everybody's different, and it's not exactly what I thought it would be from your experience, but it's definitely something that I wouldn't do (laughs) because like you said it sounds like a lot of work it sounds like a lot of explaining it sounds like a lot of questions because now I need to know are your friends potentially racist like is your mom racist is your dad racist we're living in a time where everybody doesn't have the same ideas about black people and black women in general and I feel like if you're willing to do it sis do it but make sure you do your whole facts on that white man. Yeah. Or Hispanic, Asian. I think that was like the first question I asked with most of them. Like, is this a, like, is this a thing? Do you just typically like, do you go after black women? Like, what is this? I asked everybody that like off rip to see where their head was at. So I think as long as we're not on some fetishy shit, like go ahead, like at least get a meal. At least get a meal. 
Exactly. All right. That's cool. So let's bring in Meezy for our baby maker segment because we can't do an episode of TA without the baby maker. Yeah. Yo, Meezy, you know what time it is. What they do? Meezy here, stuck in the snow, but we still going to get it popping. Hey. Uh, I don't yeah, know. We yeah. haven't thought of new, new theme music yet. What are we going to do about this? Ah, uh, that's that's tricky. Maybe we could uh, just switch it up every week. Uh, all right, you know. Chicka 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 boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Yo, yeah, you are now tuned in to WMEZ. This week's baby maker is "How Else" by Kaylin Hallman. Here on WMEZ. Can I put you in a ride? Can I put you in a ride? house like a Barbie. You know I ain't gotta worry. You know God and no no. She don't mess with niggas with no money. Play your part, don't be acting funny. You getting mad, we gotta get rich. Baby, we gotta do what we gotta do. Kalen Hallman off of his Trail Bix EP. Uh, the link to that is in the description down below. It's also been added to the Baby Maker playlist we got here on Apple Music. Just type in Textually Active in the search bar and you can get that playlist of wonderful baby making music to get us a baby. All right, Meezy. Well, you be safe in the snow. Hey, you know I'm out here living my best life, eating the best snacks, <laughs> watching the best Netflix. You got a beer? Uh, no, okay. I do not have a beer. That's fair. But we out here chilling, living our best life. Football's on, I'm good. All right, well, I'm going to see you next week. Hey, I'm out here. I'll see y'all next week. All right. Gray area, what it do? <laughs> <sighs> so, this is the time where we pull our memes out. And... So excited. I came prepared this week. I had a lot of time on social media this week. For some good meme finding. I'm prepared too. So, actually I have a few. So I, is, I have to pick one. Good Lord, at all these photo shoot pictures that we took <laughs> from this weekend. We're the cutiest. The cutiest. Okay, so my meme is, I don't even like that one. Oh, fuck. Maybe I don't have a meme. <laughs> Do you have yours? Sif? Yeah, I'm prepared. Okay, what's your meme? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you wrote it down. I sure did, just to save myself the scrolling. Because I saw it, I wrote it. I was like, okay, here we go. Proactive. 
My meaning is stop thinking about that asshole. There's someone out there that has a much bigger dick who would love to bring you pizza right now. Okay. I feel that. And that's facts. That's true. I know that. Bring that's you something. jerk chicken, bring you fish, bring you rice, all types of shit. Curry. Wait a minute. So you found your... I'm just saying I know. You found your Mr. Right. Somebody's out there with a bigger dick who wanted to feed me. Who <laughs> <laughs> was black. Who <laughs> was also black. And wanted to treat you right, too. To treat me like so he had everything you wanted. I, everything, I, everything I put out there in the universe that I wanted came right back. Okay. That brings me to my meme. So the universe be like... Yo, I heard you like growth. So I put some challenges on top of your challenges so you can grow from your challenges while you grow from your growth. And if that ain't the truth. That sounds like my life right there. Challenges, pawn challenges, pawn challenges. So you can go through the challenges while you grow through your growth. I love it. Come from it. I love it. So... Once again, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Textually Active. Tiffany, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? You sure can. I'm boring, but you can find me on Facebook, um, Tiffany Sassy Pants Peters. You can also find me on IG at Bu underscore Tiff underscore full. I believe that's hard to spell. It's kind of weird. It's all right. We'll put it below. We'll put it below. I'll have a Twitter because I'm lame. Okay. Yeah, that's it for me. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at Sexually Active Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Sexually Active Pod. And we're also on Twitter at Sexually Act Pod. And we also have a late tech series. I know we haven't been doing much on YouTube lately. It's hard getting together and doing those videos. Videos take a lot more work than what we expected, but we have ideas coming for you guys. And late text will be back soon. Yeah. In yeah. the meantime, you can check up on our previous episodes of late text. We got Measy and Wings. <laughs> we got random hot takes about our previous episodes and all that. And. Make sure you guys use our hashtag. If you like this episode, make sure you leave us a review and come back and see us next Tuesday. Yeah, y'all. Bye. Bye. Hey, I always wanted to say this. Waffles. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod.